Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. John Hancock and Chris Ranji today on KMOX. It is the Chris and Amy show. Amy is uh, gone surfing or something. Yeah, something like that. Surfing, snowboarding, or skiing, maybe ziplining. I don't know. Wow. But she's not here. Not here. As we speak right now in New England, do you know what's going on? Snow. I, I don't know if that's true. No. Is it? I don't know. Uh, do you know what else is going on? Uh, yes. What? Right this second, as you and I are speaking. They're looking for a new football coach. Well, yeah, they are. The New England Patriots are holding a press conference right now. It's happening right now with Robert Kraft, who is the owner of the Patriots, and Bill Belichick, who was the head coach of the Patriots for 24 years. That's incredible. Up until right this moment. And... They have said they're both there together at this press conference, and um, they have decided to mutually part ways. It's a mutual agreement between the parties that Bill Belichick is no longer the coach of the Patriots. And it's it's uh, an unbelievable tenure because it does not happen in the NFL. You get to stick around as long as he did. 24 years. With one team, yeah. Right? I, I mean, it is a lifetime ago that I was in New Orleans watching them beat the Rams. Oh, that's horrible. Well, wasn't at the stadium. <laughs> wasn't at the Super Bowl. Um, inside the building, we were at a bar in in uh, in the French Quarter. As Super Bowl week was going on, I'm, I'm in this bar watching Adam Vinatieri kick a field goal and beat the Rams, which would have been the second Rams Super Bowl victory. Um just an absolutely impressive career, whatever you think of Belichick, whatever you think of Spygate, whatever you think of any of the Deflategate stuff or just the the prickly personality that he had with pretty much everybody. Just a remarkable career, John. Oh, yeah. And the guy was, uh, <clears throat> you know, he was a, kind of a villainous character. Uh, a lot of people across the country didn't like the Patriots because they didn't like Bill Belichick. But there is no arguing uh, that he is one of the greatest football coaches in the history of the National Football League. There's He's no probably the there. best. Even if it, even if he doesn't have the most wins, he is the best. When you when you put it up against the amount of teams that were in the league when he was there, thirty two other thirty one other teams. Right. He's going up against. Uh, he did have a you know greatest of all time quarterback, but he's part of that too. I don't really believe that quarterbacks 
turn into the the the, the Hall of Fame quarterbacks they become without at least a little bit of good coaching. I don't, I don't think that you get to that level unless you've had some good environment that you are being developed in. So he's part of that too. You know, he's no he's part of the it. marriage between yeah. Brady and and himself and what they did. Just I, I'm watching him and I watched what the Patriots did and I think I don't know that we're ever going to see anything like that ever again. Not in not in the NFL with as much parity as there is year to year. To see that happen for as long as it did and for him to have the endorsement of ownership for almost 25 years is amazing. It really is. And the success of that franchise under Bill Belichick until the last couple, three seasons is, you know, I think also unprecedented to have a 20-year run like they had. And, you know, the other the other measure of, of a great coach is you look at their their family tree and you look at the number of Belichick assistants who went on to have very good careers coaching either in the NFL or in college football, Mm -hmm. Uh, there are dozens, dozens of them that have had great success. Speaking of that, and I want to talk about tenure in in just a moment, but speaking of that, not only did we have Belichick announce right now that he is no longer going to be the coach of the team, you had Nick Saban, who has had also an unbelievable tenure with Alabama, and what he turned that program into over the last several years, he is retiring. Yeah, 12, so, I mean, you've, 12 years there. He was the defensive coordinator, uh, coordinator for the Cleveland Browns under yep. Bill they, Belichick. They worked together. Yeah. And all of that, imagine that, two of the most legendary coaches in the history of football, not just college or NFL, but both, two of them have, have left their teams, one of them retiring, one of them uh just moving on to another situation, all of that happening in a day. Just, I mean, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, it was a big day, and uh, it doesn't look like uh, Saban is going to ever coach again. He's 72 years old. Belichick, I think, uh, he's 13 wins away from having the all-time record of wins for a head coach in the National Football League. And from everything yeah. I've read, that is very significant to him. I expect he's going to turn up someplace else. I think he's going to end up in Atlanta. Well, that is one of the the places that people are talking about. Yeah. And and maybe the front runner right now. That they've got a pretty good situation. They do. They have uh, good ownership. They have everything really in place except the quarterback, the quarterback. which is a, that's a huge deal. But there's a possibility they could end up with um, a pretty good quarterback themselves, whether it's through the draft, trading up to get one, or trading for somebody like Justin Fields. Right. They could be in a really good position. You bring in Belichick, and that's what's been missing for him is the quarterback. Yeah. The last couple of years. Yeah, they've not had a good quarterback. And I don't think the the drafting in New England has been particularly good either. And Belichick, he had he had full control over that whole football operation there. Uh I don't think he'll walk into that situation in Atlanta. Maybe he will. But there are good options. You mentioned Justin Fields. I think a guy like Kirk Cousins, who, you know, he gets a lot of rap for never winning the big game, but his numbers yep. are, they're impressive numbers. And he's a steady. good he's enough, steady. He's a yeah. good enough quarterback to take you far in the playoffs. He, Yeah, he's, he's steady. I don't think that he's ever going to win a Super Bowl, but it definitely could happen. Um, so Bill Belichick comes into the press room 
and the first thing he says, because clearly it's it's just filled with yeah. cameras and reporters and whatever, and he says, we haven't seen this many cameras since we signed Tebow. <laughs> That's a good line. That's really kind of funny. I know a lot of people here hate him. A lot of people, a lot of Rams fans, people who were Rams fans don't like him, and I get it, but, and I'm kind of the same way, but I can't, it's one of those things where I've softened on him over the years where I just, I feel like if you're that good at what you do, and again, I know he's abrasive with people, um, doesn't say a whole lot, has the tendency to be kind of a jerk. I still appreciate very much what he did, and I think it's hard not to because I don't think I'm ever going to live through something like that again when it comes to to sports. The longevity that we're talking about. Right now, the longest tenured NFL coach is Mike Tomlin, who was hired in 07. Yeah. So John Harbaugh was was hired in 08. Andy Reid is the third longest tenured coach in the, foot, in, uh, the NFL. He was hired in 2013, mm-hmm. so he's Kansas been there City. 10 years. Yep. Right. Yeah, and, and Belichick, uh, I know he coached the Browns. Was he at one time with the Jets, or am I misremembering that? Mm. Do you have a coordinator position with them? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either, but, uh, you know, he's just uh, the way he developed talent on that yeah, team. Yeah, he was he was a defensive coach, assistant head coach with the Jets. Okay, yep. I, thought, I thought so. But it, the way he developed talent in that organization – uh, his game planning, I think, is legendary. The, is particularly on the defensive side of the ball, and uh, the the adjustments that team was able to make at halftime of game after game after game, mm-hmm. year after year, uh, are pretty remarkable. And you you don't have that unless you've got a special kind of mind for football that Bill Belichick clearly has. And I'm going to die by this, John. I, I will die on this hill that I don't know if the Patriots become what they did as historically good as they were if they lose that first Super Bowl to the Rams. Well, they were the underdogs in that game. Right. Uh, and the Super Bowl history of that franchise was not a good one. They're the It was the Patriots that got blown out by the uh, Mike Ditka's Chicago Bulls, you'll recall. Oh, the Bears? Yeah, the yeah. 85. Oh, Chicago Bears. List, yeah. Listen to me, John. Yeah. It's the last time we've won anything. I know. The Bear- I was, what, nine or eight when yeah. the Bears won a Super Bowl? Yeah. You kidding me? I know. My garbage franchise I root for. That's terrible. It really is. They've got the makings, though. They they Keeping that head coach is a puzzle to me. I don't get it. Dude, that's what we should have asked Major Garrett about. Major Garrett is a Mizzou guy. Yeah. I know he knows who Matt Eberflus is because he was there. He was the defensive coordinator for Mizzou for a while. Right. What? what uh, yeah. What are we doing, man? I mean, it, 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 that's a classic case, and I, you know, getting into the weeds here for all of you non-football fans out there. But Iberflus is a guy who, who's got a piece of he's got a he's got an asset there in Fields, the quarterback. And you know, Fields has got some growing issues, and you know, doesn't always make the best decisions, and he's maybe not the best reader of schemes. Uh, some of those things you can learn, but a good coach is going to take the skill set. Yes, and yes. Fields is talented, and uh, they're not utilizing him, and that's that's straight-up coaching. Thank you, they're, John. They're not utilizing him uh, to the strengths that he possesses, and uh, and then you, you keep the coach after that, after seeing that play out for a season that they were supposed to be 
a competitive team this year. And they did improve. They won seven games. Yep. They won three the year before. So there's a lot of improvement there. But, man, John, you know what? You just want to take over for Amy altogether? <laughs> because I needed somebody to say that to me. Is that right? Oh, my gosh. Well, I've, been, I've been pounding that drum for weeks. Well, there you just, go. I, I mean, it's. I think it's. I think it's self-evident. We talked to Tory Holt. Um, did we talk to him on Monday or Tuesday? Nice. Because he is a Hall of Fame candidate and should be in. He should be in. And uh, a, a sidebar here: a friend of mine who covers sports, and he's really, really good with numbers. And he said, because I tweeted the the uh, interview with Tory Holt, and you can go back and listen to it on the Odyssey app. I will. And he said, my friend said that he he is a lock to get in. This year, or at the very latest next year. So I trust this guy. Good, and I'm going to go with it. But Tory Holt said same thing. He said Justin Fields, he's the truth. Mm. Holt also said that uh, in I asked him about modern football and how the rules have continued to cater toward the offense and help the offense. I said, how would you do in the modern NFL? And he said, I would eat. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's right. Well, he ate pretty well when he played, I'll tell oh, you Oh, he sure did. Yeah. So he will probably be a Hall of Famer, hopefully this year, if not next year. Uh, Buffalo Justin texting into the show and said, I am probably one of the few rooting for the Dolphins to win. LOL, bye-bye, Bill Belichick. There you go. So, okay. There it is. There it is. Anyway, uh, he's retiring that's the end, or not retiring, moving on to somewhere else, and then we'll see what happens. Nick Saban retiring. Amazing stuff. John Hancock, Chris Ranji. At the bottom of the hour, Matt Pauley will be joining us. The Chiefs have a playoff game coming up on Saturday night, which, by the way, you can hear for free mm. right here on KMOX. If you live in St. Louis, though, uh, in order to watch that playoff game. Nice. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You have to pay for it. Ridiculous. You have to sign up for Peacock. Ridiculous. Isn't it? Yes. That's John. I'm Chris. This is KMOX. All right. This is stupid. Is this uh, is this Ides of March or is this Kansas? Or Chicago. is it neither? It's Chicago. Chicago. I always get these bands confused. Oh, no. Have you ever seen Chicago Live? Great band. I have not. Aren't they coming here? I don't know. I mean, they, they've got they've gone through I don't know how many generations of uh, performers, but that great music, Chicago. I thought they were coming here. Maybe I don't know. I don't either. You know who is coming here? Billy Joel and Sting. Wow, we have tickets to give away for that. And that is not, remarkable. Uh, not right now. Not right now. Not right now. But we're going to give them away. We are. Uh, listen, we're doing it today and tomorrow. We've been giving them away all week, and the is reason that right? we. 
Do you know why we do it here? Because we like you. We like the listeners. That's right. There's no show in St. Louis that cares about the listener as much as this show does. That's an excellent point. Really an excellent point. I wish more people would recognize it. (laughs) You know, they think we're a bunch of jerks, but we're not. No. We're really not. No. As, As awful as Amy can be. Yeah. She's a nice lady, ultimately. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Amy's great. You know, I'm a Love nice Amy. person. You're wonderful, Ron. Thank you, man. You're Mr. Positive around here. Thank you. That's right. Vote for me. Yeah. Vote for Ronj. The We're streaming live on Facebook and YouTube, and a comment from John says, at least Chris shows up for work. That's right, John. I do. <laughs> I'm not on vacation number 20. Amy has been on vacation twice already, and it's January 11th. Well, yeah, but in fairness to Amy, I mean, all those years that she didn't have vacations, you know, she was never gone. Now she's gone all the time. She's making up for lost time. Her whole life was a vacation. Well, that's true. Texter says, I am so glad you brought up the Chiefs game being on Peacock. Can someone please explain this to me? Uh, Yeah, I'll explain it to you. It's very simple. The, The NFL got money to do it. Peacock paid for the rights for that to happen. There's money there. The NFL is banking on people on their product being so popular that people will sign up for it to watch that game. Well, and don't you think that ultimately all professional sports are going to go to pay for stream services? So that's what has been the the word when it comes to ESPN. Because if you if you have cable, and I don't know the exact percentage. But if you have a charter subscription, whatever it is, basic cable, a huge part of your monthly bill is is because of ESPN. And the reason it's because of ESPN is because they pay a lot of money for game rights. They pay a lot of money for NBA, for other sports, and, well, for NFL, too, because they've got, you know, it's an ABC property. Right. And their NFL ESPN games, they are paying a lot of money for that. So you, in your cable bill... Even if you don't watch it, you're shelling out quite a bit of that bill because of ESPN. So the word has been that at some point, eventually, ESPN will be a pay service. And that's what I think is um, maybe it'll be a thing that 15 years from now, I'll just be used to it. And that's likely what's going to happen with all of us. We'll be used to it. But I don't like the idea of having to have 50 different subscriptions. You know, I'm, I'm, I like the idea of a la carte. I would like for it to be all in one place where I can pay one, one person or one entity and I pick, I want this channel, that channel, that one, and that one. I don't want the others. Yeah. Instead of having to submit my credit card to 45 or 50 different places. Well, you know, it reminds me of the dinner conversation I had with my father uh, along about 1973. And um, Andy Messersmith had just signed with the Atlanta Braves, uh, one of the first big money free agent contracts. Uh, the Atlanta Braves owned by Ted Turner at the time. And he, they made him number 17. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead of putting Messersmith on the back of his jersey, they put Channel. Because Channel 17 was, <laughs> was at that point, TBS, uh, the Turner Broadcasting Company. And I remember my dad saying... They're going to make us pay for TV. Can you believe that? Yep. I'm never paying for TV. And we had cable within three years. But then you just paid one place. Yeah, yeah. But just the concept of paying anything for TV was so foreign 
back in the 19, early 1970s. To, here we are again. Used to pay-per-view for Cardinals the games. The times, they are changing. Man. Hey, Matt Pauley's going to join us when we come back. It's John Hancock and Chris Ranji on KMOX. John Hancock and Chris Ranji on KMOX. John is in for Amy Marks Cores. And it is time to go to the Quiver River Electric guest line again today. And this Cardinals report is brought to you by Renner Garage Door, R-E-N-N-E-R, forward and back. Family owned and top rated Renner Door, STL.com. We've got uh, Pat Molly with us, or Matt Pauley, whatever it is. Matt Pauley, host of Sports Open Line, joins us. What's going on, Matt? Uh, uh, Risk Kanji, how are you? It doesn't work as well with you. Hey, uh, so you've got countdown to opening day tonight again, six o'clock. Yeah, so I am right now live uh, talking to you guys from Cardinals Nation Restaurant, where yes. we are going to be recording uh, with uh, Chip Carey, It'll be Mike Claiborne, myself, and uh, Chip. We're going to start recording at about uh, twelve noon. So if people are looking for a place to uh, come have lunch and uh, watch us do radio and uh, maybe meet uh, Chip and, and, and Claves, you can uh, certainly do that this afternoon. I'm a big Chip Carey fan. I love Chip. As am I. I do too. I think he's fantastic. He's a he's a good dude, more than anything else. I, I just did, I enjoy his company. Yeah, you know, um, my dad and his dad work together, and the first time I ever talked to Chip was when I was working in Milwaukee, and I went up and introduced myself to him and told him, "Hey, my dad works with your dad." Uh, like the first thing he said to me was like, "Oh man, I'd love to meet your dad sometime," and it was so genuine. And uh, that was my first uh, impression of him before he even got to St. Louis. And just uh, being around him a little bit, he is, he's, man, he's a great guy. And he's got so many great stories. And the broadcasts he, do, he does um, are, are fantastic. So I think, I think we really lucked out in St. Louis when, uh, when he agreed to come here. He also does a great Harry Carey impersonation. I wonder how he learned it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's really it's one of the best I've ever heard. But he's got the genes, you know. It's yeah. all about the genes. But, uh, yeah, third generation. Brought, and his kids are broadcasting minor league games That's right. now, which is very, very, is very right. cool. So, yeah, major- so his, his kids uh, have a general manager in San Antonio who was my general manager of a minor league baseball team when I was working in Colorado Springs. So everybody in baseball is always connected to somebody somehow. Six degrees, buddy. It's all yep. about the six <laughs> degrees. So uh, MLB Network came out with their top ten list. They're in the process of rolling them out, and they had their top ten pitchers, starting pitchers now. And on that list of top ten pitchers is the Cardinals' Sonny Gray. Are you surprised that he's rated that highly by the MLB? No, he was second in American League Cy Young Award voting last year. So he absolutely is a top ten starting pitcher. He's, where did they have him? I didn't see the list. Where, where did they have him ranked? I'm not sure. He was in the top ten, though. Okay. Um, I mean – you could make argument top six, top seven, top eight, you know, based off what he did last season. Um, so, yeah, no, that doesn't surprise me at all. Cardinals are done, right? Probably, unless – I keep saying this. We talked about this uh, the other day um, because every time Ken Rosenthal writes about Dylan Cease, he keeps saying the Cardinals. And I don't think the Cardinals are going to get Dylan Cease, but I also think that if, if the White Sox keep kind of messing around for a while and all of a sudden some of these teams that do want a high-end starter – start going in another direction. They, you know, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, guys like that. It, you know, for the Cardinals, all of a sudden, if they're the last team standing in that, maybe they find a way to make that, make that deal work. But I think that's unlikely, and I think most most probably 
they are essentially done in terms of big additions for the year. If there's anything I can guarantee you, it is that the White Sox will most definitely mess around for a while. It's kind of what they do. Well, maybe that'll be good for the Cardinals. Well, right? Hopefully, like, that's, I mean, that's yeah. That's been the mo of John Mozeliak. Like he swoops in at the most opportune times. When you look at when he's picked up, you know, big players, he's very good at kind of reading the market and, and reading the room. And he doesn't get caught up in bidding wars and things like that. And I know there's a lot of Cardinal fans that would love for him to get caught up in a bidding war and spend all kinds of money, but that that hasn't been his mo. So I think the longer this thing goes with uh, Cease, you know whether it's a 0.1% chance to a 0.2% chance, I think the longer it goes, the higher the percent chance goes up. Talking with Matt Pauley right now. Uh, winter warm-up happens this weekend. What will you be uh, participating in? Yeah, so I'll be here Saturday from 10 to 2, and uh, we'll be hosting on KMOX. And I've got a couple things on stage later in the day. I'm not 100% sure on that. And then I'll head out on the uh, Cardinal Caravan on Sunday and Monday to uh, – to traverse our great Midwest. So I'll have a very, very busy week. Is this your first Cardinal Caravan? No, I did one last year. Oh. Last year I did um, the Cape Girardeau, Evansville, Paducah, and Marion last year. So I hit four states last year. This year I'll be uh, all in Illinois. I'm in Decatur, Springfield. Oh, goodness. I'm a tune. Um, and one more. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Those are great towns over there yeah. in our neighbor to the to the east. So the Cardinals, you know, they they enter this season. You can make a case that they're the favorites to win the National League Central, couldn't you? I think right now you can make that case because Chicago hasn't done anything. Now, I, I read something earlier today uh, somewhere on, on social media that, you know, the Cubs are still talking with basically every top-tier free agent that's out there, and it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could have uh, a Blake Snell and a Josh Hader and a Cody Bellinger and, and those kind of guys. So if the Cubs all of a sudden like really make a big splash and, and do what that social media post says they would do, I think at that point they would kind of jump over the Cardinals. But right now it's a muddled mess at the top of the central. There's nothing really differentiating, honestly, the, the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Reds, and even the Brewers. I don't think much of the Brewers this year, but th- there's not a whole lot of difference, honestly. Uh, between what they've got, um, especially as long as Corbin Burns is continuing to pitch for them. they The Cubs did earlier today um, announce officially that deal for the left-handed pitcher they got from Japan, Shota Imanaga. Yeah. I don't know a ton about him, so I don't know how much he improves their situation, but it, it sounds like they are uh, excited about it, but you know who knows? Yeah, I, I can't give you a scouting right. report on him. I mean, I, I could, but it would be made up. The list that John brought up, uh, the top 10 starting pitchers right now, Sonny Gray is number 10 in baseball. Number one is Garrett Cole. So it's Garrett Cole, Corbin Burns, Zach Gallen. Remember that name? Uh, I do. He is uh, number three for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Justin Verlander, Blake Snell, Zach Wheeler, Spencer Strider, Logan Webb, Max Freed, and then Gray. So that's your top 10 starting pitchers in baseball right now. I'd put Freed a little higher. I'd probably put Gallon a little lower. Um, but, I mean, generally speaking, I think that's I think they got the right guys on the top ten. I might shuffle the, the deck a little bit. Verlander's probably a little high for me on that list, too. Saturday, 7 o'clock, uh, the Chiefs in their first playoff game. They go in as a number three seed. You can hear the game right here on KMOX. In fact, um, all the NFL games Saturday and Sunday um, you'll be able to hear here. Well, at least Saturday. Do we have we do have the game Sunday? I believe correct. 
I'll look it up and make sure. But we do have the the Chiefs game. You'll get the hometown call. Mitch Holt, this is on that call. Um, what do you think? What, what do you think about the Chiefs here who are having, even as a three seed, we're talking about them having a down season. Yeah, I mean, they still don't. Mahomes doesn't have anybody to throw it to other than Travis Kelsey still. That's the, that's the main issue. With the weather and the home crowd, I think they'll beat Miami this weekend. That would be my belief. But right now, it doesn't really feel like that they're built for a long playoff run, but at the same time, it does feel like they're a team that uh, has the pedigree, and if there is a light switch to be flipped, they're the kind of team that could do it. Here's a uh, very unpopular opinion, but what the heck? Well, here we go. Uh, what's the likelihood of the L.A. Rams making a deep run in these playoffs? Yeah, I, I heard your son, your NFL insider, on Monday, and he's all in on the Rams, John. And yeah. um, I don't I mean – Look, they've got a quarterback and they've got a heck of a coach. So you get those two things, and that can that can propel you in the playoffs. I don't, and they've been, you know, they were kind of sneaky good this year because they didn't have a great start to the season, but they they finished off strong. But it felt like most people had kind of forgotten about them at that point. They're in the same division as the team that's the, uh, you know, the, the the betting favorite to win it all. I don't know. I get, I, I dislike them so much. I have a hard time saying anything good about them. Uh, so I just kind of assume that uh, they're not going to do so well. Why can't you're a reporter, Matt? You can't be objective. Uh, I am. I'm a host. I'm an opinion guy. Well, I see. You I don't stick have my. Mi- hey, you're sticking I, microphones in people's faces. That's what a. That's what a reporter does. Yeah, I'm not so much a reporter right now. Okay. He's an entertainer. He's a. He's Are a you an entertainer? He's a commentator, yeah. insight, and opinion guy. I've always said that, like. When you're a game broadcaster, when you're a talk show host, like there are journalistic parts of your job, but you're not really per se a journalist. Like there, I certainly have some journalistic endeavors in my job, and when I need to put that hat on, I, I have the ability to do so and discern truth and non-truth and that sort of thing. But that's not really my. I, I put that hat on and take it off, as opposed to you know just always, always being an entertainer for the for and, people. And Ranji's always got the hat on. Yeah, it sounds. I'm wearing a hat right now. Well. And Matt, it sounds to me like you've just got a fake news agenda. That's what it <laughs> sounds like. You know, one of the things that bugs me about that fake news thing is when when Trump first started saying it, what fake news actually was is you would go on Facebook and there'd be literally like fake news stories that were created. And that was what fake news was. And then he was able to take that term and turn it into something totally different. And now it means two different things. And I always like there to be clear definition to words. And now you don't even really know what fake news is. Well, I know what fake news means now. It means any story that is about me and it's not favorable. That's what fake news is. If you've written a bad story about, if you found out I've done something wrong and you report on it, not that's you, fake Ron. news. Well, just generally speaking, hypothetically, it's not just him that uses it anymore, but everybody. No, it's it's all over. Like that was not a political statement by me at all. It's just something. Yeah, it it was. was one thing, and then one individual turned it into something else, and because of his position, uh, it became something else. And yeah, I just think it's uh, it's all jumbled on what actually things are. I don't know. I brought this up. I'm sorry. I don't know how we went down this path. Well, well, it's like it's like the Kleenex out there. I mean, you had uh, you had all kinds of nose tissues running around, and then all of a sudden Kleenex, and now it's all Kleenex. And it, <laughs> What? Yeah, it's, it's, that's what? just like the fake news thing. Oh, you mean like scotch tape? Yeah, it's just tape, but it, now it's scotch tape. Xerox? Uh, yes. I know what you mean. 
You hey, remember? You you probably don't remember the old mimeograph machines, do you? In what school? are you talking? Oh, well, where they made the dittos? Yeah, they they crank the handle and you get the test and, and, and you, they you, you get high sniffing them. Yeah, they were yeah. a purple color. Yeah, they were yeah, purple. Yeah, I remember and that. Sniff that thing, and oh, all of a sudden so you couldn't good. remember who the president was. And when it came out, it was kind of cold. Yeah. I remember it being cold and a little damp, and yeah. it smelled, and you would sniff it, and oh, it was man. purple. I mean, the whole class was in there. They started telling jokes after about ten minutes. Of hey, Matt Pauley, Bill. Belichick retired. What do you think? Or not retired. He's, um, he's, he's leaving the Patriots. He's probably going to coach somewhere else, maybe Atlanta. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting turn of events. And, you know, especially Josh McDaniels is a free agent. If he can go get him and those two guys go somewhere as a pair, they could turn around a team pretty quickly. So um, what, what do you have coming up here? Are you going to do the interview? And with Chip Carey, you and Mike Claiborne, that's on the that will ultimately air tonight on Countdown to Opening Day. What else you got going on? Yeah, that's uh, that's so tonight's six to eight Countdown to Opening Day. We're at Cardinal Nation right now. We're going to record here in just a little bit, and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of it. So hopefully, if folks can't come out here to see it live, they will uh, be listening this evening. Are there people out there right now looking at you? There are. Are they st- and uh, Chip has arrived. Oh, Chip's there. Hey, tell Chip yeah. we said hi. Yeah, tell Chip we said hello. The folks at KMOX say hi, Chip. Uh, Chip says hi, KMOX guys. The folks, give him names. Tell him who's the – Chris and John eh. said hello. Eh. <laughs> exactly. Oh you know what? I can't count on Matt Pauley for anything. <laughs> Matt, enjoy yes. your day. Thank you. You guys We'll too. be Good listening talk. tonight. I'm not going right, to listen after that, after that, that display. I love Matt. He's Pauley. gone. He's Matt's the best. Great. Matt is the best. Don't tell him I said that though. All right. He's a fun guy. He really is, and he knows his stuff too, which he, I I appreciate. Well, he better. Well, I mean, not everybody knows their stuff. You hey, ever watch these pundits on the on the you know news channels? They don't. A lot of those people don't know their don't know much. Do we know what we're talking about? Yes, we do. Okay, Raj. John Hancock in for Amy Mark. Does Amy know what she's talking about? Amy is very informed. Chris and Amy show on KMOX. Here we go. Uh, John Hancock is in for Amy Marks course today. I'm Chris Ranji. It is the Chris and Amy show 10 to 1 uh, every weekday on the Odyssey app on 1120, 98.7 FM, KMOX.com. Where else, John? Everywhere. Everywhere. You uh, got the stream. You got we're on the YouTube out there. YouTube we're, and we're Facebook the, uh, Live. You we're can on watch the Facebook us. over there. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. You can see my fa- John doesn't want to be on camera, which is weird because you do, uh, you know, Fox too, man. You're a TV guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you are. <clears throat> I if don't, you're you're I don't regularly have... on television. How often are you on TV? Every Weekly. Week. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what that means? You're a TV guy. Wow. Really? Yeah. Huh. You're the king of all media. No, I'm not. Everybody, uh, when I when people recognize me in public, they think I'm the weather guy at Channel Two. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I, you know, because he's he follically challenged as I am. Oh man, uh, who is it? Glenn gonna, Zimmerman. Glenn Zimmerman. Everybody thinks I'm Glenn Zimmerman out there, but I'm not. I am not he. I need now. I can't visualize him. I need to look well, it pull up. Him right up. Now. Let's see. Pull him up. He's cool. he's me about thirty pounds ago. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, yeah. speaking of media, mm-hmm. you've heard of the Pat McAfee show. Pat McAfee. Uh, really popular sports show. Yeah. At least it's got a cult following. It's got a following out there. Yeah, it's got a following. It's on ESPN now. 
Pat McAfee was a former punter in the NFL, a good media personality, kind of outgoing. And yeah, yeah. So a, a lot of people like him. Not a lot of punters have much of a personality. Well, this one does. Yeah. And he had Aaron Rodgers regularly on his show. So it was a once-a-week segment, I believe, on Wednesdays that he would have Aaron Rodgers on the show. And for anybody who's followed Aaron Rodgers over the last several years, especially during COVID and in the aftermath of COVID, he was very anti-vax, very anti-Fauci, just, uh, you know, he, he put his opinions out he's there, out which there. is fine. He's, he's more than welcome to, I, I I've always um, hated the idea that people will tell athletes or musicians or actors to shut up and just do their jobs. Hey, shut up, just act, shut up, just dribble. I don't want to hear your political opinions. And I, I dislike it because usually when it happens, it's just that they are saying things you don't agree with. Right. You tell an athlete to shut up when they say stuff you don't like. But when they say stuff you do like, you don't tell them to stop talking. No, you quote them. So it always bothers me, that sentiment. Yeah. However, I think that Aaron Rodgers, um, and he's free to have these opinions. I think he's... The dude is out there. The dude does a little bit too much uh, conspiracy internet reading, that kind of thing. You know, he's the the ayahuasca guy or the I'm going to go to a dark room guy or I'm going to come back faster from my Achilles surgery than anybody ever has guy because I'm doing it differently. And I know something doctors don't, which, of course, was completely wrong. And he's not coming back like he said he was going to um, or he didn't come back. But. So I'm out on Rodgers as a person. I think he sucks as a person. <laughs> he, he's he's welcome to have his opinions, and that's fine. Yeah. And I'm not saying it because I'm a Bears fan. I'm saying it because he just sucks. Um, but he had the show with McAfee. And if you remember, he made the comments about Jimmy Kimmel when the, when the Epstein the documents. Epstein yeah. He insinuated that Jimmy Kimmel, who's made fun of him in the past uh-huh. on his talk show, mm-hmm. um, was going to be on that list. As a result, a lot of uproar over it. Jimmy Kimmel went after him and said, hey, maybe I'll just sue you. Maybe we could do this in court. Well, he backed off on it. By the way, uh, Aaron Rodgers no longer on the McAfee show. He got the knife. So it's over. I wanted to bring to you a little bit of what he said. We'll do that when we come back. Sounds good. This is KMOX. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.